Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 76 of the Adventure Games Podcast. We're a little late this week, we're recording on a Sunday... And it's just me this week on a shorter than usual show. Now, the reason for that is because uh, Thomas, Laura and I, instead of recording the review episode, we have done Last of Us spoiler special. And they will be up tomorrow and Tuesday. And it will be in two parts. So instead, it is just me doing a review episode. More on the Last of Us spoiler special was coming up later at the end of this episode. But there are a number of games that I've played over the last few weeks, which I wanted to talk about. And they're a good mix of some pretty serious, heart-wrenching games and some more surreal comedy adventures. So uh, first of all, we can start with some prologues which I played. The first one is Linda and Joan Prologue, four months earlier, which was released on 14th of July 2020 on Steam. So in this game, you play as Russell, who is in Los Angeles. His mother, Linda, has come to visit, and you are both going up a hiking trail in Los Angeles. Now, Linda has a walking stick. And so you need to pace yourself. You need to go as fast as your mother, Linda, which is more challenging than it sounds. And you also talk to each other. If you go too fast, you can't talk to one another and it will affect uh, what one of the endings as well. So you go up, you talk to each other, you make choices and you talk about the scenery, the weather. And also but you both decide when to talk about what's weighing on your mind. So... Uh, Russell, for example, is feeling a little guilty that he's so far away from his family and his mother, who is living in Britain. And she has other things that she wants to talk about as well, but she wants to uh, find out how to broach these topics um, in the best way possible. So this game is uh, about 15, 20 minutes long. It's a prologue to the full game, which will be released in 2022. The art style is very minimalistic, but it does get the job done. And it is a very, very affecting game. You can tell it's very heart-wrenching. It's very subtle, but you can tell that there is something beneath the surface. And it's a, it, it's you know, it's a slow-moving game, but it's a, it, it's a. I really enjoyed the dialogue. I really enjoyed kind of taking it easy, just going up this hiking trail and getting to know these two people. It's based on a true story as well. And again, it does deal with some challenging themes, but I think it deals with them very sensitively. And as I said, it is subtle and they are topics that I'm sure all of us at one point or another in our lives will have to go through. So uh, I really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to when the full game will be released in 2022. So I would encourage people to check this out. It's available for free on Steam. So it's Linda and Joan Prologue, four months earlier. And the full game, Linda and Joan, will be available sometime in 2022. The next prologue that I had a chance to play is Welcome to Elk, 
the first story. So again, this is the prologue to Welcome to Elk, which will be released later on in 2020. And in this game, you play as Frigg, who is a young carpenter, and she moves to this small town on an island away from Big City, where she was. And at first she believes that it will be very boring because they don't even have internet, but she quickly discovers that nothing could be further from the truth. Now the location of this game, Elk, is based on, I believe, Greenland, and it is a biographical adventure. It's based on real stories, and some of these stories are very humorous, they're very funny, they're fun to play through, there are some fun mini-games, there you have to... Uh, make beer and serve beer for people. You also have to, uh, you have to create faces of what people look like. You know, to add eyes, nose, and mouth, and that was quite fun as well. You also meet some characters, and you have to help them as well. There are also some tragic tales and some very dark themes as well that I don't want to get into for spoilers, but uh, it's really well done there's a good mix of humor and tragedy in this game as well that was told very well so the story was very well told the game is the the, the art i really loved as well so it is uh, the locations is black and white and then the main character is in color and some of the objects are also in color it's quite distinctive and also another interesting thing about this game is that for some of the shall i say more serious stories we get to meet real people uh, who these things happen to and uh, so similar to path out in a way and they talk to you uh, they talk to us they let us know what really happened and again it's very very affecting very very emotional and um, but it's done very very well very sensitively there was one scene where you have to sing to the notes on the screen at first it's a fun mini game but then it has some serious undertones later on in the game and again it took me about 20 30 minutes but again i would definitely recommend this welcome to elk the first stories again the puzzles are uh, very easy so if people are looking for puzzles then this game might not be for them but the story so far as i said it's very good it's very humorous it's times very surreal very strange at times it's very serious dark and tragic but it's told very well and very sensitively and i'm looking forward to when this game is released later on in 2020 so that is welcome to elk the first stories which is free on steam and the full game welcome to elk will be available on steam later in 2020. now for something a little bit more light-hearted Teenage Blub has just been released. Now, this is not exactly an adventure game, but I had a huge amount of fun with it, and I thought people would be interested in this game. So, in this game, you play as literally a blob, who's a teenage blob, and you first first thing you need to do is you need to get dressed, choose your clothes, and then you need to earn enough money to go to a concert. So, you need to play some some activities so you need to deliver uh, so you need to deliver some sandwiches you need to then play the guitar and do other things as well so basically the premise of this game is that this is from a band super weeks so punk rock band who recorded six new songs and then team laser beam which is a game band they made six new games and they put them together so you hear the song while you're playing the mini games and it works really well. 
I'm not usually a fan of punk rock myself, but I have to say the music was really, really catchy. And I really, really enjoyed it. The whole game took me about 30 minutes. Uh, the developers mentioned this as well on the Steam page. But I had a huge amount of fun playing this. And in particular, delivering the sandwiches, which is kind of like an a, arcade game, kind of like our Paperboy, where you have to deliver the sandwiches to the right houses and you earn points on that. It's a very surreal game, very strange game, very funny in places. And um, and yeah, if people want some fun, if people want some humor, which we all need in this year in particular, then I would definitely recommend Teenage Blob, which is out now on Steam. The next game that I play is another short game. is Who is Mike? A visual novel. So this is also free to play on Steam. So the premise of this game is you wake up and you are Mike, first of all. There is somebody looking at you, but you don't see them at first because you don't have your glasses. And as soon as you find your glasses, then you see that it is none other than you. Exactly you, person who looks exactly like you, is there as well, pointing, having a baseball bat pointing at you. And so he's freaked out, you're freaked out. You don't know what's going on and you need to figure out what is going on. And at that moment, you hear your partner is walking down the stairs. So it's a fascinating premise. And I really liked the story in this game. So this is a choice-based game. There are nine different endings and they are very different depending on the choices that you make. Some of them even contradict each other, which I didn't really mind. Uh, mainly the choices are tell the truth, tell, tell a lie. And based on your choices, you get different endings. Um, again, it is a visual novel, so it comes uh, with the pros and cons of that. The only gameplay really is the choice-based gameplay. Um, not much else to it. Uh, but I really enjoy the story. I really enjoy the writing. Again, it's humorous in places. It gets dark in places. and get violent in places, depending on your choices. But it's well told. It's fun. It's... Uh, very short as well. It uh, didn't. It took me about, uh, I believe, half an hour, uh, 40, 45 minutes. You can skip whenever, uh, when you've completed it and you have some dialogue that you've already gone through. You can skip that dialogue until you get to the choices, which is very handy for when you're replaying to get the different endings. Some of the choices, are, in my opinion, could have been a little bit more intuitive because you're not entirely sure what direction it's going to take. But overall, I still enjoyed it. I, the, the graphics, look, the art style was very nice. And uh, it's a very good dialogue in this game. So it's also free, which is also good for game players like myself. So that is Who is Mike? A visual novel. And if you have about half an hour, 45 minutes to spare, I would definitely recommend playing it. And that is available for free on Steam. And the next game that I played is another short game called The Outcast Lovers by Farfew Giants. Now, Laurel's already reviewed this game a few weeks ago, and this is the sequel to The Night Fisherman. So this is another game that took uh, 10 minutes, and it's, um, it's also dealing with the immigration policy. This is uh, even stricter. And um, so again, this, take, this takes place right after the events of The Night Fisherman. You, uh, you're driving home, one night and then you encounter a refugee boy in distress 
And so again, you take them home, you take him home, and then you have to decide what do you do? Do you hand them over to the violent authorities or do you shelter them in your home? Again, this is a married couple, uh, two women, they're an interracial couple. They are middle-aged and they'd already discussed not having children before. So that also plays a role. And so they have to decide then what do they do with this poor kid who doesn't speak their language, who is clearly very frightened, but then it will create upheaval in their own lives. So again, the I really, really enjoyed it. The, the graphics, they are minimalists, but they're similar to The Night Fisherman. Again, you can change a camera angle similar to The Night Fisherman. And it's depending again on the point of view, you can see what's happening. It it helps to tell the story. The dialogue I thought was good. There's some humor in it as well. And then it does get serious as well. And then there is uh, not necessarily a cliffhanger, but then it does tease the next game. So what far few giants are trying are doing is they are making a game a month. So huge kudos to them. And so again, this is free on Steam. And again, I would highly recommend this. It's 10 minutes long and it does deal with some difficult themes as well. It's a very current topics that are happening right now. But in my opinion, all the more reason to play it. And um, and yeah, so that is The Outcast Lovers. That again tells a great story in 10 minutes. And it's another emotional story. And so that is available on free for free on Steam. Second to last game. This is a game that is available on Epic Store, is 3 out of 10. So in this game, you play as Midge, and she has just started in the world's worst video game studio. And she joins Shovelwork Studios as a new animator, but not all is as it seems in the studio. So this is from Terrible Posture Games Incorporated. It is a sitcom-type adventure game, so it's very narrative-based. It's a very surreal sense of humor, uh, similar, I suppose, to Seinfeld or other sitcoms. It's uh, quite bizarre in places, and it's not to be taken seriously, although it does deal with some uh, some serious, well, semi-serious topics, but in a very surreal way. So it does portray, I suppose, what it's like to work in a game company, uh, pro- very much exaggerated, I imagine, I hope, but this was a fun game. So this is a uh, game, episodes are going to be released weekly, so this is season one. The first two episodes are out now on Epic Games. They are free, believe, and they will be releasing in total five episodes weekly, so three more to come over the next three weeks. And I really enjoyed it. Again, it's very narrative-focused. There aren't really any puzzles. You go around, you talk to people, and then you have to um, try. And there are also some mini games that were quite fun that you can skip as well if you don't want to. So in the first game, you the, the company have released a shark game, but they were protest because they used the wrong type of shark. And they want to do everything but uh, change the type of shark because the shark that they're using is cool. And so again, it's very bizarre, very surreal, but a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm sure the people who do work in game development studios will probably laugh at some of the in-jokes that maybe went over my head. And But it's a lot of fun. It's very wacky, very humorous, very funny. There's also full voice acting. 
and I really, really enjoyed it. And so here's a trailer for episode one. Morning, Ben. Lovely day, isn't it? Morning, Joan. Yeah, it... holy sh**. Man, what the hell? Y'all know there's a big-ass dinosaur in the middle of the office? So it's an endless runner, but the twist is... Wait for it. There's an end. What's the problem? It looks fine. It looks fine. It looks fine. Gah! I'm going to go floss my eyeballs. You'll get used to it, Viper. Circle up, everyone. We announced Surfing with Sharks today. Reception has been wonderful. The internet loves it. That's totally not true, but it's good for morale to tell you that. The new Shark Bash file name was tap underscore Fido underscore Fido 2 underscore complete. Ah, the naming convention of an experienced developer, I see. See that counter up there? That's tied to an algorithm in order to create a predictor of our expected score. It's just 2 out of 10. That's terrible. It is. Just get the damn keys already. Is there a video tutorial about this somewhere? Just reach out and grab them. With a shovel? What the f***? Do you even see a shovel? Fila! Francine, I need you to hold all my calls for the next half hour. Sure. I'm signing things. Sign to the left, sign it to the right, gonna sign this Jeb does this sometimes. This project is different. This game will be a hit. I've never seen that number go up before. I don't know. I thought it was a cool announcement trailer. Yeah, it was something all right. And finally, the last game that I had a chance to play was The Uncertain, Last Quiet Day. So this is a story-driven game set in a post-apocalyptic world. Again, we've had that before, but the twist in this case is that humans have become extinct and robots have taken over. Again, so far, so Terminator, but not all the robots are evil. And in fact, the robots have created their own society. They have their own different jobs, their own different roles, and they are trying to survive day by day. And some of the robots are becoming more and more human-like themselves. And so you play as one robot. So you need to find out what happened to the humans. Why did they become extinct? And so you need to explore this world. You need to talk to other characters. You need to solve some puzzles and then make some decisions as well. Um, and it was it's a really intriguing premise. This is episode one. And episode two is set to be released, I believe, later on in 2020. And it's uh, it, the game looks really, really good. Uh, I did have a couple of, well, relatively minor issues. I want bigger issue. Though the minor issues are the frame rates, what's a little bit wonky at times. Um, didn't really hugely bother me, but I'm sure you can change it in the settings. But at times it was noticeable. Um, also, when you have the dialogue tree, you can only choose one option. I would have personally liked to, to have chosen more options to get to know more about the characters, more about the world, uh, rather than just one option and then continue. But again, these are relatively minor options or minor issues. 
a more a bigger issue for me and this is by no means the only game that suffers from this is and i've spoken about this before is that there there are no manual save slots it only automatically saves after every section now to be fair the the save slots and checkpoints are pretty regular but i will be honest and i absolutely hate this and i still don't understand why game developers do this I don't understand why game developers do not include manual save slots. And the reason why I hate it so much is because when you're playing a game, in particular when you're getting older, you have less free time. Sometimes you might only be able to play a game for 10-15 minutes during the day. And then you have other things you need to do. So... I don't understand why we cannot save when we want. Because if we're reading a book, we can put a bookmark anywhere and we don't need to go back to the beginning of the chapter. If we're watching Netflix, we can pause at any point and go back. We don't need to go back to the beginning or the beginning of the scene. So I do not genuinely understand why some games do not allow us to do this. And it does take me away from the game. It does take away from my enjoyment because I'm always stressed that I'll get a knock on the door, a phone call, or I need to do, go out somewhere or do something and I will have to replay the game. And so for some people it might not be a big issue. For me it is and I know that other games also have this problem. I know Telltale Games had this, uh, the Life is Strange games and I really enjoyed those games but they also did not have manual save slots. And I'm going to continue to call out games that don't include this. I'm sorry, but I really want this to end. I really, really want games. I think it's essential. It's one of the first things that need to be included is manual save slots because I don't know why game developers will have gamers turn on their games just because they don't include manual save slots. As I said, maybe I'm on my own. Let me know what do you think if I am the only one who thinks this if I am over-exaggerating. But with this game, while I was playing it, I did have to quit. And then I did have to play through a section, pretty large section again. And it's incredibly annoying that you cannot simply replay from the last point where you played. And now everything else about, about the game is good. The voice acting was really good. The robots sound like robots. And the storyline is really intriguing. It's a testament to the game that despite the fact that I had to replay the section again, that I continued playing through it, that I didn't just quit because I did enjoy the story a lot. And I am very intrigued for the next part. The puzzles are not terribly difficult, but they do have some diverse puzzles. And uh, the music was really good as well. It's, uh, there are some relatively high production values in this game. And I would definitely recommend it, even though it doesn't have manual save slots. But please, 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 any game developer listening, I am begging you all to please put manual save slots. And unless I'm the only one who thinks this. But I, I don't think so. I hope not. I hope that this will be a thing of the past, just automatic save spot. And I really hope that very soon all games will have manual save slots as well. It is a huge deal. It is becoming a huge deal as I have less and less time to play games. But apart from that, I would recommend people check out this game. It is the Uncertain Last Quiet Day. And here is a trailer for the game.
humans. Many years ago they killed each other, thus eliminating their entire race, leaving behind only machines, works of art, and empty buildings. I saw humans only in photographs, but I constantly find artifacts and ancient sources of information that have survived until now, and that helps me to learn more about humans' thought processes, their culture, and way of life. There have been many wars. Humans are completely irrational. Unlike humans, we robots think logically and act rationally. Therefore, we will never destroy ourselves. Our civilization is based on constant interaction. In order to maintain my good physical form, I create various gadgets that I can exchange for materials from other robots. Two weeks ago, the police almost destroyed me for discovering some messages on the internet. They broke in without warning and opened fire. Despite the ban imposed by USS Corporation, our manufacturer, I think we must study the human race, because this knowledge might be useful in the future. I already know much more about humans than other robots, but there is still a lot to learn about them and the world. I must find the answer to the main question. Why have humans destroyed their entire race? So that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this uh, shorter than usual episode. I hope there's some games here that might interest you. There's some free games, some comedy games and some more serious games and a sci-fi game as well and uh, hope you can check these games out let us know what you think if you enjoyed them uh, as i said i'll be back tomorrow with thomas and laura thomas will be hosting our last of us Spo part two spoiler special so only listen to those episodes the next two episodes if you have played or watched the last of us part two until the very end or if you don't mind spoilers because we will be going into details about spoilers about well third act stuff and first act stuff and twists and just about everything we do talk about the summary of the game we give our thoughts well mainly thomas and laura since they played it and i only watched it and uh it was a lot of fun to record and i hope people enjoy it as well and then i will be back next friday with the developer of deliver us the moon so that was a fun interview as well so until then take care everyone goodbye so if you like the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at advent game pod and follow me on facebook at adventure games podcast you can also follow me on instagram at adventure games podcast as well and we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to 
retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it. And you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com. So until next time, thank you. Thank you.